Hello, and welcome to Experience Points, the show about business, health, and happiness. My name is Ted Fox, and joining me is John Taylor. Hello. <laughs> so to begin with, John, can you pitch me your, your business? Should I do like an elevator pitch? An elevator pitch, yes. Two minutes. Two minutes, so I was going to say 30 seconds, but two oh, minutes. Oh, okay, great. okay. It's a long elevator. We're going right to the top. <laughs> <laughs> we are using a gym as a vehicle to try and tackle um, major issues in the fitness industry, such as mental health and the fact that gyms are quite intimidating and quite expensive at the moment. Cool. So what do you see as some of the problems being in the, in the gym at the moment? There are stats out there that really scare me. 80% of people who have a gym membership don't go to the gym. Yeah. And I think that's mainly due to intimidation. I work part-time in a gym now and actually I've talked to people who have been intimidated by walking into that gym floor and seeing the six foot five, often men lifting 400, 300 kilograms, nearly half naked, screaming, <laughs> shouting as they lift. And actually people in the gym, they can be quite intimidating. Even if I go to certain gyms now, I can be quite intimidated. Yeah. And I've gone to the gym for quite a few years now. I basically want to get rid of every barrier that people have or excuse people have not to do fitness because I can see the positive benefits fitness has. Yeah, so I, I think you're, you're right. Like, for a start, 80% is massive. Yeah. Especially considering that, I don't know, something like one in seven people... One in seven have a gym membership in the UK, yeah. One in seven, and yeah. 80% don't go. That's mental. So not many people... Obviously, you could do other things other than the gym to exercise, but you're right. And the gym is intimidating for first starters. When you first kind of walk in, you think like, one, it makes you just feel worse about yourself. Like you finally picked up yourself and decided I'm going to, you know, make a positive change in my life and go to the gym and work out and exercise. Mm. And you're walking in there after already making that big first step to get off the couch and you're immediately being hit with, oh man, look at me compared to all these other people. I'm like a wimp, which is hard, a hard thing to push through. There's a lot of comparisons in, in the gym. In the yeah. Fitness. And you, you feel like people's eyes are on you, even though they're not yeah. like... As I say, we've both been going to the gym for a while and I never look at somebody who's really overweight or or really small and skinny who hasn't been going to the gym for long. I never think like, oh, look at that kid, you know, like, oh, he can barely lift anything. Like, you always think, oh, wow, like, good on them for, mm. for getting in there and doing something. But on the other end of that, you still feel like people are judging you. I don't think the mirror situation helps in gyms. Gyms are surrounded by mirrors. And actually, I know they're great for actually seeing progress and all this, but actually people can catch each other's in their eyes. And actually, when you're new, you think naturally all your thoughts are quite negative. So actually, when you think someone's looking at me, you think they're judging me. Yeah. How do you, how do you think you get around that problem? Of intimidation? Yeah. I think you try and introduce people. I think my job, my main job running this all will be getting to know members and connecting like-minded people together. Hmm. actually getting to know members so well that actually if a newcomer comes in I know the right person who has similar interests similar stage of life but actually because they work in completely different industries completely different jobs they would never meet without someone bringing them two together yeah people I get really lonely like in the gym big time people are lonely these days you've you've started training alone haven't you yeah for the last year or so is it harder going alone are you less motivated are you less um yeah Definitely having someone to go with makes you a lot more motivated because if you've agreed to do a thing and you've committed to that 
beforehand. You just kind of do it. It's about making it part of your routine. And also having other people to hold you accountable for things like that is also another thing that makes you more likely to do it. And it's also, I think, socialising for yeah. both of us who are quite young kind of in our careers and actually we don't have uber amounts of time but actually if we can do fitness which we enjoy and see that positive benefit and we can socialize i've i'm a i'm a big fan of actually when you're working out with someone some barriers get broken so actually you can have deeper chats than you often do because actually especially for guys Mm -hmm. when you're actually doing an activity your your focus isn't on kind of what you're saying so often you can get quite deep and quite intimate with with whoever you're you're training with yeah and it gets like some you know hormones and chemicals flowing that mm. just make you more sociable and, and stuff yeah it should be a social place it should so so i guess what you're saying is trying to build a community around exercising and health is is how you conquer the intimidation factor i guess yeah and i think we're a really lucky point where actually we've got a lot of supporters of the armory kind of just around Cheltenham and throughout the UK actually um, and actually we can organically grow that mm. we've had boot camps where actually because I knew quite a few people going actually that was already a good community atmosphere and actually inviting few people to that was so easy for them to get to know because there's already that good kind of feel and environment and atmosphere to it yeah and at those boot camp sessions they like circuits and stuff weren't yeah. they and, and people really did click straight away like it was kind of odd, I guess maybe because everybody went there with that in mind, that expectation of yeah. that it wasn't going to be like a, a solitary activity. If you're going to a place and you're expecting everybody to be open to, you know, talking and being energetic, that's already you're entering that environment in a completely different mindset than you would enter a gym in which if you talk to a stranger in the gym, you'd, people would just think you're a creep. Yeah, we're trying to change expectations of actually, if you walk into the gym and everyone's talking, you'll feel weird not for talking. Yeah. Okay. If everyone's yeah. enjoying themselves, socialising, meeting new people, talking, kind of like freshers week at uni. But actually, it's really hard in commercial gyms or gyms around the UK now is actually the norm is not talking. The norm is put your headphones in, go in, do your workout and leave. Actually, if we change that from the start and we can organically do that with some people who are supporting us... Mm then actually that's an easier environment to come in and to share. Yeah. And of course, some people don't want that. Some people do want to just put the headphones in and, and like crack on with it. But those type of people will probably be in the minority. Yeah, I guess you're right. And the big thing I've learned is actually not everyone's going to go to the armory. It's not going to be everyone's cup of tea. Yeah, exactly. But if it's enough cup of tea to be sustainable, mm-hmm. then that's great. Yeah, like like anything in any business. Target mm-hmm. a niche, but as long as there's people supporting you, people interested then actually don't always try and please everyone Mm. so i guess in the gym sort of the antithesis and the opposite (laughs) of of a community sort of feeling spirit is in a lot of gyms you do see some community between like a few members Mm. um who are probably like keen gym goers and they might know a few of the pts and they'll sort of be loud and get along as you say that, but that's quite intimidating. It's a bit more of a click. So how do you avoid creating a sort of click between yourself and the members that you know and then the new strangers that are coming in? I, I truly believe there's hierarchical systems in gym members. Like you said, often the people who go most often or can lift the heaviest often interact with the personal trainers and the workers because they feel confident. Yeah. It's kind of, it's their second home. And how do we change that? We change that by... 
um, spending a lot of times with the newcomers. We spend time, and I've got a real heart for the for the marginals and actually making sure they feel welcome, they feel supported, um, mm. because I don't think many gyms do that. And actually, it makes the gym experience and you more likely to come back. It's mm. just a cycle of actually. You get to know people, you engage with them, they feel better about fitness and exercise, and so they're more likely to come back, which will get word of mouth, repeat customer. It just makes business sense. Yeah, I guess in a way it's almost like when you join a sport team, when you play sports, when you play football, we play football. Yeah. That's very much a community, a team feel. Everybody talks when you go to training, you get to know everybody straight mm. away. The new guy comes and you all, you know, get to know him, welcome him in with open arms. Yeah. yeah. And a gym's not like that. And I guess it's almost taking that other social benefit that you get from doing team sports as you exercise yeah. and bringing that into you know the gym and, and fitness and that sort of thing as well yeah and also to to avoid it actually if there's some of my great friends in there actually i know if i'm strong enough for my friendship i'll see them outside of it for me when i'm in that gym it's not to be surrounded by friends and to enjoy that that'd be great but actually it's to i'm there for a reason yeah, yeah and it's exactly. making that time i'm there important mm-hmm. and actually I remember being being a student in Durham and actually going to the gym and actually one person said hello and hi and all this and actually it changed my experience of what it was like. Mm. I, did, I had a rubbish workout, but because someone engaged with me and I was nervous and all this, that made me want to come back. Yeah. And without that, I don't know if I would have. And it's so simple. Sometimes it's so insignificant for that person, for the owner, for whoever's running it, for the member of staff to say hello, how are you today? Like, it can get so monotonous. Mm. But actually for that one person, it could be so special. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're right. This is probably off script, but actually you've come to the boot camps and you've met people that you probably wouldn't have met, haven't you? Yeah, definitely. I don't think I really knew anyone, really. No one there was a friend of mine before I started going. But I've, I've never felt uncomfortable or left out. Like, yeah, and it's do you meet, good. Have you probably met more people through boot camps than you have, say, work? Recently? Oh, definitely, yeah. I, I'm not a super, I'm a, a bit shy. I'm not a super chatty person, that's for sure. So, so for me to have gone to boot camp and and got along with people and chatted with people is saying something because I'm not very ag- agrar- agrarious, agarious, yeah, agarious. Ag- yeah, that was the word I was going for. And actually, I remember you said something to me. If I was new to a city, if I was new to a town, I would do one of these boot camps. So I'd get involved with the army because it's an easy way to meet people. Yeah, without feeling awkward, without forcing it. Um, and that really stood out, and actually that was one of the biggest successes we had. Mm. So I guess what what we're talking about is the things that we like about it that appeal to us as people that already go to the gym. What are the other barriers to people who don't normally exercise, who don't go to the gym at the moment? How do you get those people in, I guess? What are the other barriers to to fitness? Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, So another barrier I would say is actually gyms don't celebrate weaknesses and i think this is really driven by social media as well but actually gyms you walk in and it's it's often who who's the strongest who can lift the most who can show that best aspect of themselves um and i think that leads to a lot of comparison a lot of um i always say comparison is a thief of joy and i really like that but actually trying to change that environment where actually people we accept and we love and we want to work with people who no matter what you do no matter where you're at in your own life um, that actually mental health isn't something that should be kind of kept at home or kind of not brought to the gym, but actually it should be it should be welcomed, it should be talked about, and actually trying to make mental health less taboo. Um, so what we're doing, we're doing a, a free listening ear service, which is basically an anonymous way to sign up and to actually talk to someone 
whether they be trained or not, and actually share any issues, any problems you've got in a safe setting and actually get it off your chest. Because a lot of it, I've seen a lot of people with mental health issues and actually what they say to me is actually there's not often ways to share, there's not often places to do that. And if we can do it in a gym, like I said, where a lot of people feel like it's a second home where they feel comfortable already, if we can have a room um, just in the gym where people can slip in and actually start that conversation... Mm. Um, all, all we want to do at the start is start a conversation where actually we start a trend where actually people can open up, people can share. It can be so small, something like I've had a really bad day, or it could be something really big. We don't mind. We just want to be in a place where we can facilitate that talk. I think in the gyms you'll find people with more self-esteem issues, more um, body issues, more mental health issues than actually yeah. outside of the gym. It's kind of the opposite of, of what exercise makes you feel, which is good about yourself. It makes you mm. feel good, but I don't know. I, I feel like when, when I go to the gym, I, I don't think I don't feel super pleased with myself. I feel like I'm not where I want to be yet. Yeah, and I think the big thing is we're all work in progresses, and that really annoys people. But actually, I, th- I think as soon as you realise that. We are working progresses with our body, with our mental health, with spiritual life, with all of this emotional life. I think you realise you're not where you want to be and that's great motivation, but actually don't beat yourself over that. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. So is is it a case of redefining health? I think so, I think so. And I think that's a trend that's slowly happening. I think sometimes you have to re- redefine a concept or an image in your head. If you look at kind of the word diet actually people think the word diet is cutting back or changing the way we eat but actually all the word diet literally means is the kinds of foods that a person animal community actually habitually eats health should actually encompass mental physical emotional spiritual as i i, I truly believe they all influence and they all shape each other yeah so actually if we it's it's unfair to take one aspect of that and actually just look under that in a microscope yeah. it's not just about physical health no it's not yeah. I've noticed when my energy levels have been up or down, it's strongly linked with what is my phys- what is my physical health doing? Yeah. If I've gone a few days without training or, if, or a week, I I sometimes feel so low, so out of energy. And mm. for those who don't fitness or don't exercise often, it will seem really counterintuitive. How can you do exercise but feel better, feel more energized? Surely doing all that is going to tire you out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Redefining what are the word fitness or the word health actually means actually encompassing your whole body actually these people can be so physically fit but actually internally or in their heart or in their health or in they can be in such turmoil they can have such um tension there but actually we only see the physical things Mm. it's really difficult sometimes in mental health because it's not like a broken arm you can see actually from the outside these really healthy people look so healthy but you don't really know what's really truly happening we all kind of know what we need to do to be healthy and what being like physically healthy, we know, we know what that means. We're, we're taught in school. We all know what we should eat and what sort of physical activity we should do to make ourselves physically healthy. But I don't even know if people know what being mentally healthy looks like. Like, even as I'm saying it, it sounds like, is that even a thing? Is that even a concept? Like, it sounds a bit abstract and, and fluffy and... Like, it, what is this? It does sound weird. And actually, 20 years ago, we wouldn't be even having this discussion. So mm. if you think how far we've come in that time, um, you look at companies and universities are now having 24-7 counselling and mental health kind of clinics. And actually, people are slowly realising that, wow, 
we should value mental health as much as we value physical health. Mm-hmm. But actually, the amount of days, if you look at the stat, the amount of days people take off work because of mental health is staggering. According to the Office for National Statistics, 15.8 million days um, were lost at work for mental health issues. 15.8 million days. That's crazy. Yeah. That's unfathomable. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> that's if, you, if you look at that as a purely... As purely financial or in, in, the, in our economy, think how much... Um, Productivity is lost. Like yeah. Output, yeah. Yeah, that's true. And what, 15 million? Yeah. So 15 million, say there's UK population 60 million, but actually adults working... Oh, that's probably true. forty or thirty, because of the yeah. pensioners. And yeah, the, you're right. Actually, so probably everyone's missing probably half a day because of mental health issues. Yeah, it's like every other person. And I think the crazy bit with mental health is that a lot of people think, "Oh, it won't affect me; it'll affect someone other person." Mm-hmm. But if you look at a stat like this, you're like, "Wow, it affects most people." Yeah, I mean, I don't think most people take time off of work because they're, they've got mental health. No, problems. but but certainly, everybody has ups and downs in their life prolonged whether it be over the case of a day a month a year but but it's a different degrees isn't it and it's not always like a, a real chronic medical issue do you know what i mean mm. but but yeah is there anything else that you're i don't know are there any other problems that you're trying to solve i guess is it is there anything else yeah i i think one of the big ones also is actually fitness is seen quite as a chore um, not many people think fitness is fun. Actually, if you ask, I think if you ask, them, ask the majority of the population, the first kind of connotation, the first thought that comes to mind when you say the word fitness or the gym, I think it'll be a chore, it'll be boring, it'll be monotonous, but actually trying to yeah. make fitness fun again. Um, it's seen as a thing that you have to do, right? Yeah. Not, not a lot of people anticipate it and look forward to working out. Even I find that a bit. Like, I don't always look forward to going going to the gym yes. sometimes you just have to try and get it in it's something seen as you 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 ought to do you should do yes which which it is but it, it should be more than just a chore yeah you should i really love the times i work out hmm. and actually i think most people see it as a chore like like we said and and actually we should do this we ought to do this for our own personal benefits hmm. but actually might not enjoy the process and try and skip on the process at times because it's not enjoyable, but actually trying to make fitness fun and actually making it group workouts, I think is really important. And actually trying to make that atmosphere, like I said earlier, really one of, of hope um, and actually not one of, and I think that goes back to even you look at most gyms you go into, you look at the adverts, the posters around you, there's these, either these size four skinny girls with abs and a big bum looking great not sweating as they're lifting weights or running or you're the opposite and you go in and you see this six foot two guy who's he's got six pack abs he's got all this what everybody wants to be yeah basically the kind of herculean people Mm -hmm. and actually i think drip feeding advertising is a real important thing that we don't often talk about so actually i don't know what that is so drip feeding advertising is actually just seeing posters um, we talked about this earlier, so Ted, me and Ted get the bus a lot, and actually there's a poster that we, we that I brought up, and you're like, yeah, I've probably seen that 10,000 times, oh, and right. it was about yeah. the bus, 
the bus driver's earning 22 grand plus rewards, all this. Yeah, so I guess it's stuff that you sort of take in almost subconsciously. Yeah, you, you don't even, time. You you don't even know you take it in, mm-hmm. but you see it and it, it affects you, it influences you, it goes into your heart and head. Yeah. Actually, advertising in the gyms is massive for that. Think of the amount of times you spent in a gym, the amount of posters you probably ingrained that you, that you know mm-hmm. just because you see it. So actually trying to change that and actually give hope, give optimism, give that different kind of reality yeah. of what fitness is like. At the start, it might be it might be an awkward process for some people to change their mindset, but actually if we can slowly drip feed it and actually help them in that process. And I truly believe gyms are mainly people-based. Gyms are all about people, and actually why, they, why, aren't, why aren't gyms perfect? Because people aren't perfect. Mm-hmm. So actually gyms are places where lost people, vulnerable people, broken people actually go and meet. So mm-hmm. actually create an environment where actually people can thrive in that, and actually that is known and people understand that. So actually, there's not that expectation that I need to be this perfect person in here. I think that would be really liberating to people. That would give a sense of freedom that actually a lot of places in Cheltenham and the UK don't experience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I think in, in a world where everybody's, everyone's going online, and people are just talking on the internet and not seeing each other, mm. creating a physical space where people can come and have an, an active, healthy life in, in every way possible is really needed now more than ever and and in fact just the other day my dad said to me he heard on the radio they did, they did some study about loneliness right and found that obviously old people are kind of some of the most lonely but also 18 to 25 year olds are like the most lonely portion of the population and that's like the generation that is the most connected as people would say is the most distant and the mm. most most lonely and, I, and that doesn't surprise me but it's kind of shocking and it's it's not good in terms of like looking forward to the future, where we're going. But, yeah. What's interesting, one of my close friends got a job now um, and he, I was like, so do you see your, your parents, your your, your mum and your stepdad a lot? And he was like, actually, he's like, I come home from work, um, I go to the gym for an hour or two, come over for dinner and then I'm off to bed so I, don't, I barely see them. And I, I just thinking actually, wow, if your gym experience isn't a good one or a social one or a connecting one, Mm. And if your if your workplace isn't that, which I think for most people your workplace yeah. isn't isn't the most social, isn't the most enjoying or refreshing, then actually your gym space, your fitness space, if you do that, is so important. Yeah. And actually, if you get that well, that can change the way you look at your days massively. Because otherwise, it might be taken away from your time, and you might actually be, mi- be missing out on social events and stuff because you know that you like, I've got to get another gym session in. Yeah. And I think it's really, like, I've, I've lived on my own now for a little bit. And it's so weird, like, waking up or going to bed and no one's around. And actually, I would love a place like the Army where it's a meeting hub. It's where you yeah. meet people. It's where you thrive. It's where it's where life happens. Like pubs back in the day, right? Yeah. If you, if you talk to people our, our parents' age, they'll say that, you know, you wouldn't have a phone and you, you wouldn't even arrange to meet people with something like Facebook. You'd go to the pub and there would just be people that you know mm. and you just find someone and talk to. You wouldn't have to text them and say, okay, let's meet here at this time. You'd just go and people were just there talking. I guess it's, it's like that. You want to be able to just go in there and know people there without yeah. having to arrange to, yeah. to see people. Yeah, I agree. Mm. I agree. So what is happening now with regards to the gym? We talked about like all the theory, if you like, behind <laughs> it all. But like what's actually happening? So we are, we've started and we launched some boot camps throughout Cheltenham and they're really great because like we talked about earlier, they're a lot of team exercises, they're a lot of 
fun, a lot of laughter. Um, you'll probably actually work your your core as much as your arms or your abs because you're laughing that much. Um, <laughs> and that sounds really awkward to say, but actually it's quite true. It sounds cheesy. It does sound really <laughs> cheesy. Um, so they're twice a week around Cheltenham. They're a one-hour kind of workout. The cheapest um, boot camp in town at £3. They're full of fun, great ways to meet people, lots of team exercises, very cheap. Indoors now, so actually you can avoid the cold. And yeah, so we're doing that whilst kind of in the backgrounds working on buildings um, to hopefully open in 2019. Um, so everything we talked about today will be in practice and will be open hopefully in 2019. Yeah, cool. And I've been to the boot camps. I can confirm. They're very fun. And, and our premise actually for the buildings and for that is actually to put back classes in the heart of it. I think so many gyms now um, don't emphasise or don't put push classes that much because so many people just go in and use a gym and leave. But actually, from the people I know who go to classes, they love it because it's a time to socialise, it's time to meet people, it's building communities organically. Mm. Um, they're a lot of fun. You can check your form, you can check your technique with with trained professionals um i talk to a lot of people who say oh i've never deadlifted and i'm like why is that i'm too scared because mm. there's no one checking technique there's no one checking if you don't know if you're unsure if you're not that scientifically orientated loads of people don't risk it but actually with classes people are checking you're doing it right so actually you don't injure yourself you don't yeah fatigue yourself yeah it's perfect for that mm. it's perfect really for everything that, that we discussed yeah i suppose yeah awesome Awesome. I think that's about it then. Yeah. Cool. So thanks for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this show. And if you did, me and John have one request for you. And that is that you recommend it to a friend, someone that you're messaging right now or that you're on your way to meet right now. Just let them know that you listen to this cool thing and I don't know, send them a link to download it or something. Also, if you thought this sounded like an ad for John's company, then uh, it's not. Please, please don't worry. In the future, we're not going to be talking about stuff like this. Like, we'll do updates on the Armory and stuff, won't we? But we've got a lot of topics planned. Next week, we're talking about how you to be... next week again. Ah! Oh, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> okay, this is not weekly. This is bi-weekly. In two weeks' time, we're going to be back talking about how to be miserable. Constructing a five-part guide, and it's going to be great. So we'll see you then. Bye-bye for now. Do you want to say bye? Bye. <laughs> <laughs> nice.